Hi, welcome back to another hour with Crowder with me, your host Crowder. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. And if you're already a subscriber, go ahead and ding the bell so that you can get all of my latest podcast interviews every Tuesday. Today we got another good ass guest. Hey, Kevin, what you doing? Hi. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I gotta Not get used chill. to the Zoom thing. It's like one millisecond behind. Okay. Yeah. Are you talking about my my reactions is one second behind? No, it's just that I'm used to okay. like live conversation. So it's really, right. this is my yeah. first Zoom meeting. But I thought that you was a very interesting guy, especially when you're talking about mm-hmm. buying back the block, which is a very big conversation here in the black community. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and that program? All right. So basically myself, uh, you know, I'm Kevin, I'm, 28. Uh, I started real estate um, maybe in 2019 out here in Harrisburg, PA. I did a uh, my first piece of real estate I got was in a tax sale for $1,400. And I went, it was a shell that I bought. I fixed it up, um, got it rented out. My sister, she wanted to get in real estate. Um, she already like owned her house, but she did it through FHA. Uh, so once I, uh, got my house fixed up, I went and took the equity out of it and I, I hit her up. I'm like, Hey, what's up? You said you want to get in real estate, right? She's like, yeah. I said, you know, I ended up finding a deal, um, of another house to buy. So I went and had with her on a house. Um, Cecilio Arango, another, the other member of our, our LLC, man, him was already cool. He already, he went to the same tax sale as me. So it was like we was kind of feeding off each other, just telling each other what we had going on as far as uh, our, our properties getting fixed up. And um, me, me and him, you know, he ended up getting acquainted with my sister and uh, we all was cool. And uh, after me and my sister bought the house together, I just told him basically how smooth it had went, you know, and he's like, damn, you know. And uh, so we all like like minded individuals. So we was kind of like clicking. So, you know, we came up with the idea like, yo. Let's go buy one together. So then we ended up finding, we start looking for deals. And within like the first 30 days, we found one. Um, we ended up not going with that, but we ended up getting another one. And when we was in the process of buying it, we was like, hey, yo, we might as well just get an LLC and make it official because it's better when you, you know, when you're buying a property with, with, with um, a bunch of individuals, it's better to get it, you know, just do it under an LLC. So we ended up going you know, getting an LLC, uh, you what know, doing the, an agreement. I'm, I'm sorry. What is the importance what, of getting an LLC versus doing it, I would say, free agent style? Free agent style? Okay. So when you do it under an LLC, uh, you get um, better opportunities as far as like, you know, you're looked at more like a business. Um, you, you you know, as far as like funding and, and things like that, you get more advantages as far as, uh that goes so um especially if and it's, it's just easier paperwork wise when you're going in and you sign in uh you're just going in like hey we got this this is under our llc you know what i mean you it's tax breaks for that and everything so i i, I would definitely recommend if it, any individuals is going in and y'all together you know as an organization i would say you know just go ahead do it as an llc that way you got your name off of it it just says buy the block back and that's what they know what when they look up that of, property. What is one of the biggest mistakes that someone makes? Because essentially what you do is flip houses. You go in, you buy right. a um, low-income or foreclosure home, correct? And you start mm-hmm. to do the work on it. I mean, I've seen you do the work on houses. I've, I've pretty mm-hmm. much stalked your page before You know, I even okay. got your interview or anything like that. So I see that yeah. you're going inside of these homes that are kind of tore down and you're making the maintenance down, on yeah. them and then you're mm-hmm. selling them back. So what is one of the mistakes mm-hmm. that someone makes when they get into a business of flipping houses? What's the common mistake? Uh, Well, common mistakes, I would say, are it's it just going to be in the beginning. Like you're going to make those mistakes. You're going to deal with um, contractors you're going to be going for the lowest number. So you're going to be dealing with the cheapest contractor. Um, you're going to be trying to take easy route 
easy. Like, cause what you'll learn in real estate is you can't take those shortcuts because it'll come back to bite you in the long run. So you'll do stuff like that as far as like when you're fixing them up, you'll be like, oh, let's just do baseboard heaters instead of doing a furnace because furnaces cost more. And at the end of the day, you saving that couple thousand dollars in the, in the beginning is going to be mega, mega thousands of dollars in the long run. So I think just in the beginning, it'll be like more like um, contractors. Uh, I would say, because uh, I'm trying to think of all the mistakes I made in the beginning. <laughs> it was it was basically, yeah, it, it's basically the process. Like you got to know the process of, of, of fixing a house up. Like you know how to go about it, you know, from top to bottom, you got to check the roof, the plumbing, the electrical. So you you make those type of mistakes just learning as you go because everybody's not just going to be like, hey, you just bought your own house. This is how you go about it and just give you the game. So you got to kind of learn by yourself. So I'll say like you'll 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 make the 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 the, the mistakes as like you know just contractors and and how you uh fix the house up in the beginning if you've never been around uh, construction. Have you been in um like construction is because I see that you have a um a business of your own. You like do yeah. buffering and um floor cleaning and uh-huh. floor installation and stuff like that. Um so you already kind of was hip to the game of how construction uh-huh. and contracting works. That don't go the cheap route. What would yeah. you say to a person that don't have a lot of money but do want to flip houses? Oh, well, to that person, and um, I'm glad you said that because i that's the part that I did grasp. I wasn't really around construction. Well, I, I worked for like a, a painting company before where I was doing labor, but like as far as like knowing it, I really didn't know. But as a contractor, I knew official contractors, like, you know, because I know what I bring to the table as far as with, when it comes to my business. So I do know official contractors. That that worked in my favor. But to somebody that um that doesn't know, um the business i would say uh i would say oh you said doesn't have the money so i I would say um don't be scared look at um first of all work on your credit score i would say that anybody who doesn't have a lot of money the best thing to do would be to just you know simply work on your credit score because the best thing to do is spend you know the 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 bank's money to to invest in your property to, to begin with that's what all the heavy hitters do and we just don't know. But if you don't got the money, I would say um, stop, like not stop your lifestyle, but slow your lifestyle down. You know, all those, just just take a break for about a year or two and, and try to get your finances in order. Work on your credit score. That 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 would be the first thing I, I, I would tell them. Yeah. Okay. So what is necessarily the process? Just, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a very long process, but what is the first step of, going ahead and flipping a house you've already said get uh-huh. your credit score correct because i'm we're talking to people uh-huh. that are middle class and under middle class uh-huh. we ain't talking to rich people rich people Definitely. just put their money in the yeah. stock market and then they tell the minions to go buy a couple houses and then they flip them yeah go, go buy a couple them. houses for them yeah right or <laughs> so, do airbnb um, so what is one of the things yeah, uh, that you so, would tell someone to go ahead the, one of the first steps besides fix your credit, because everybody loves to say fix your credit, fix your credit, but that's what anything. Okay, so like I said, my first property was fourteen hundred dollars. So um, you don't necessarily you need fourteen hundred dollars. So you, yeah, uh, I got it out of a tax sale. So um, most cities usually have tax sales that you can purchase properties from, and tax sales are. Um, because I, 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 I never dealt with the foreclosures yet. Um, you know, from what I know, you got to deal with that through lawyers. But um, as far as uh, tax sales go, uh, most cities have them throughout the year. So you'll have different ones. Like you'll have a free and clear sale where, um, as you know, people just get, get their houses took for not paying their uh, real estate taxes. Um, so it's, it's basically like an auction. So um, if, if I would check and see if your city has auctions, property auctions just and, and just go down go downtown to your um your, your building and just see where uh the real estate auctions are you know just just um find that out first and i would recommend anybody that doesn't have a whole lot of money to go down to those sales because you'll 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 it's a steal it's, it's just like buying a car it's the same exact thing so that that uh, that auction of 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. everybody knows the car auction. You know that you go down there, you get a hoopty, right. you come out with a lemon type deal, and that's the same or, thing. Or with you might, you might, you might, but it's not the same as a house. Really? And um, the thing, yeah, the thing. See, the thing with houses is this: they come out with a list. Well, this is, I'm only speaking for Harrisburg. I don't really know. I would just say that's why I said just check. But um, in Harrisburg, what happens is like a month before our auction they come out with a list of all the properties that will be on that auction. So you can actually pull up on those properties and check out what those properties look like. You know what I mean? You won't know everything, but you'll, you'll get a gist of like how that property looks before you go down to the auction and bid on it. So it's not like you just bid in a blind auction and it's just a, a house rolling down the street and you bid off of it. No, they give you a list a month before and you can do your homework and you go down to the auction and you and you and you start bidding. Like I said, the, the auction that I went to, it started at five hundred dollars, and um, I just it was just like the luck of the draw. I bid it. You got to pay for the land transfer, which uh, might be a couple, extra couple hundred dollars, and 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 that's and that's that. Okay, um, I do have a question. It's like, well, it's not really a question. It's more so like a statement. I was listen because I listen to a lot of real estate stuff. Actually, I've already had two real mm-hmm. estate people on here. That's why I felt like I need to go ahead and talk to somebody that actually flips houses. So mm-hmm. one thing I know that is, do do you do this? Is Did you decide to do this so that you could allocate that money into other parts of your life? You know, most p- people buy a house and then they mm-hmm. don't live in the house that they bought off the auction. They actually do like you, go and um, fix it up and then use that money that they're going to fix it up to pay their own rent. How does that kind of okay. work out? All right. So me personally, um, I'm just doing rentals right now. So I'm doing all holds. I'm, I'm holding all my properties right now. So what happens is um, I know what I'm going to make throughout the month off my properties. And, and once I got, I already had my cleaning business for like three years now. But once I got real estate, that's when I was able to quit my nine to five because I had that that residual income coming every month. You know, I, I started to be feel secure. So I would say for me, I'm a business owner and it, and it's just my security. Like real estate is my security. And uh, that's how it, 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 it comes full surface in my lifestyle. Whereas it's just like, you know, I, I got my cleaning business. Cool. You know, I make what I make off of that. But the real estate make sure that the lights are on um i can take my vacations and stuff like that so i I always keep my real estate to invest in more real estate and also to pay my bills now going back to the auction okay so are Mm -hmm. these houses that are on the auction block do are Mm -hmm. they already pre-inspected no uh they will tell you if the house is condemned so what does condemned uh, mean for a house? Condemned, condemned means the city codes they came in and they deemed the house not up to um, standards for uh, you know human beings to live inside until okay. uh, certain things are fixed. So it could be like you know you got to get the plumbing or um, it could be structural damage that you got to get situated before you can actually uh, put that house on the market. Yeah. But uh, as, as far as inspection, no. Yeah, us in Texas, because that's where I'm based out of, like Dallas, Texas, that's where mm-hmm. I live. And we have okay. really bad structure problems over here because, our well, mm-hmm. according to my girlfriend, then the ground gets really wet whenever it um, rains, and then it dries up super fast. It doesn't dry on okay. its own. So even the house yeah. that I, I'm leaving today, like I'm moving, it mm-hmm. has like straight you know, cracks in the walls, it has foundation problem. Is that one of the ones uh-huh. that'll get you condemned? Because I see a lot of um, foundation problems in Texas. Okay, so what I've seen with those situations is they won't really tell you down at the auction all the time, but what'll happen is once you get your deed and you go downtown, because once you get your deed, you gotta go downtown. Before you start construction, you gotta go downtown and get your permits so you got to get a construction permit electric and plumbing permit so once you go down there and you try to get your uh permit they'll look it up in the computer and they might be like hey this has structural damage so you have to get a structural engineer to come out and 
basically check your property out and tell you what you need to get done before you can uh, get this house on a on a market. So he'll he'll do the pre and then he'll do the after. You you get it fixed up. How much is and about for how much is about a good amount that you want to bring to the auction? If you're looking for something with not so say, much damage, I would say 10k uh, down here. I would say 10k down here. I see people, and this and this is Harrisburg, PA again. I, I I really couldn't speak for Texas because I know that's a way bigger market. But I would say 10k down here, you'll get. We we've been I've been seeing people buy properties with people living inside. So. Uh, my company, we just bought a property in December from the auction. Uh, it's somebody that's living in there. So we don't know if they're going to tell them that they got to leave or we're going to have to go knock on the door like, hey, you know, we own the property now. You got to leave. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's just a it's just a tenant that's left in there. Um, the the, uh, the owner actually let the property go to taxes. So um, I think 10000 down here uh, is, is a good number to have. But you can also come up but you know it's just depending on give or take like if, if, if you get a property for 1500 you got to be willing to put a lot of money in, in into that property but you got that asset so i wouldn't you know tell nobody not to do it and if you don't have the money to fix up your property they have things going on that's why i say look at your credit because credit is going to be uh vital if if you don't have the money you know they have um systems whereas you can pay you can you can go and get a, a loan for repairs on your on your house you can you know your property instantly has equity you can get take that equity out and use it for repairs it's it's, it's a bunch of things that you can do um to get that house fixed up do so you, i wouldn't say if you don't got a bunch of money don't 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 be scared do you only um flip houses in pa or do you do other well, states so, as well? So far, um, we're just in PA, but um, we've been talking about, uh, we know Cleveland is a good market, and uh, my sister was trying to get into uh, West Virginia. Um, it's, it's starting to be like a real college town. Um, the properties are, 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 are definitely um, good properties out there. And also, uh, I see Florida as a good Airbnb um, town as well. Now you, but now, so far just PA. Now, um, what uh, you have, uh, uh, of course, you have knowledge about not only PA but other places as well, because mm -hmm. you're already looking into you know West Virginia and mm -hmm. you know Ohio yeah. and stuff like that. What is the process of that? Because I live in Texas and it's crazy down mm -hmm. here. Everybody wants to live here. The market is crazy. They're 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 yeah. charging like fifteen thousand dollars for an acre of land. You know, so I well, hate to see yeah. what it is for a house, just to flip a house. Yeah, that's listen, that's actually what we're trying to preach to, um, you know, the people back here, back home, because we're just basically saying that, like, this is that what's happening in Texas is going to happen everywhere, slowly but surely. And and it's it's the thing of the, 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 the cost and values of properties and land. So it, it's actually a top 10 of real estate places right now. And it's it's just like everybody knows them. You just gotta research. Like you know, it's like it's Detroit right now. You know, it's all the places that like Baltimore, all the places that people just forget about, and and they just left those towns to shame. And it's so people that'd be scared to invest in the inner city. But what happens is once um, the big real estate companies and all that they they get a, a whiff of it, and it's so easy to acquire land. They'll come and start gentrifying it, and then they'll, they'll make it more, you know. And that's already happened in Texas. So Cleveland, you can get properties for the low. Anywhere that, I would say anywhere that you can get properties for a good price. And you know, things like Trulia I'll tell you that. So you'll you'll basically you 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 can it's just a click away of finding out property values in any other state. I'm glad that you said something about gentrification because that's a big like you said, it's happening here. I'm actually working in the part of the city, which is Dallas, Texas. Um, predominantly mm -hmm. the south side and um, the west side of Dallas, where it's a huge mm -hmm. gentrification process that's going on. You know, that that city, those cities have looked like shit for uh, ever since I was little. And now you see the road. Mm -hmm. That's a, a clear indication that your city is about to get gentrified is 
you start seeing them fix the road, that pothole that you bop, bop, shopping mall. Every, she yeah, every, every week. To, yeah, every week yeah. you bop, bop in that pothole and now you mm -hmm. go over it and it's yeah. smooth. That's a clear indication. And I just want to see your views on is gentrification in the hood a good thing or a bad thing, the pros and cons of it? Um, I'm kind of in the middle. I, as long as my people get their fair share, like as long as we got some ownership as well, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it because I know we need um, advanced autos. I know we need grocery stores. I know we need um, big complex high rises as well. But we're not just going to give y'all everything. You know, we still got to own homes. We still got to get a piece of the pie. We still got to have our corner stores. My sister got a beauty shop. You know, as long as you ain't trying to push them people out, the mom and pops, I'm fine with it. Because, I, I, you know, it's nothing. It's like, I don't know how it is down there. But, you know, it, it gets to a point where there's nothing to do out here. And all we do is go out of town when we want to have fun. So I want, I want stuff to be here. So I'm cool with gentrification. But to a, a minimum, I don't want y'all to try to, like, you know, kick us to the curve when y'all do the gentrification but that's exactly what's happening here in dallas texas like mm -hmm. like i said like it'll be ran down a-frame homes and now you're seeing them like build it up and even so far as to offering uh um what you i don't know the exact terminology of the loan that they give um those people that don't want to move out but they end up fixing their mm -hmm. house their house up like the rest of them that's already pretty much mm -hmm. gotten bought out by that big company that you're talking uh -huh. about. And then they mm -hmm. give them a loan kind of, and then they have to pay off the loan on a house that they've already bought. That's already in they their family. Already bought, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't know about gentrification. Like I'm, I'm with you. Like if you're giving it to the people, if, if you're giving it to the people that's already living there and you're giving them the opportunity to gentrify their own place, then I'm cool with that. But a lot of the times, it's not like that. These big companies come in and they push yeah. old people out mm -hmm. and it harms homeless people. I see it all the time. I've exactly. seen it on Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. Mockingbird is like a, mm -hmm. a prime street in our downtown district here. And it was a bench mm -hmm. that homeless people would be on and they put a statue of a homeless person. So that's, and I, it sounds kind of shitty, but that's one less space for a homeless person to be laying at night because right. you put a fucking yeah. statue there yeah. because you want mm -hmm. the homeless people to be pushed out of there. You want them going to, you don't want, yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like yeah. a um subtle way of getting them out. Like, because we know that it, you're, you're a businessman, you know that art brings up mm -hmm. the value of your city mm -hmm. and nice houses mm -hmm. bring and, and things to do. Mm -hmm. So if you got things to do, mm -hmm. you got art in your city or you have nice houses, that brings the property value up. And they're putting right. statues and spikes in the form of art to keep homeless people out of those areas. And I see it happening in the hood where they're putting art and they're um, fixing up the houses, and now the cops roll through a lot more than often. But where was the cops at whenever, yeah. you know, people was getting shot every day in South Dallas and West Dallas? At nowhere. Yeah, nowhere to be found. Yeah, because yeah. now there's a white person jogging at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you got to protect that mm -hmm. person. I, I right. think it's very harmful for them to gentrify the hood, but I ain't going to get I, too I much on them, though. Because I feel like it's I up to black people to go ahead mm -hmm. and fix up your own neighborhood. When, yeah, when are we going to fix that, up our I'm, own I'm, neighborhood? That's where I'm at 100%. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We can't, I feel as though we can't complain if we're not putting in no any footwork. So if you're not putting in no footwork, you're not trying to figure this out, you keep, you keep, you know, taking years off, like, oh, you know, next year I'll do it. You know, I'll invest next year. I'll take my income tax next year. Or, you know, people running in lump sums of money and just buying cars or, you know, just going on vacation or buying designer. You know, like, you got you to gotta invest. You got to. So if we ain't investing, we can't complain. We can't be on the front line like, hey, well, why y'all build this here? But you never was trying to get no properties here. You know, because I, I, I'm going to be on the front line one of those, you know, them homeowners when they when they trying to put everybody out, like no, like I, I you know, I'm keeping mine, like you know, or, or I I want to be one of them people, like no, no, mm -mm, I'm gonna be on the news when when y'all 
you know, try to kick me out and y'all do that <laughs> that to me. I heard that they can kick you out. Like through laws, they can kick you out, kinda uh, sort of. It's something called it's something called eminent domain. I don't know how true this is because I've never seen it done. But I know some things, some games that they do play because this did happen in my city. Uh it was like uh they was uh, I don't want to really say no names. It was some people downtown that was uh that was high up downtown, but they was like sending in city code to people's properties and getting their properties taken. So um, what I told you about uh, condemned status is basically like that's what they was doing. Like, oh, well, this property is not fit, you know, and they was condemning those people's properties and taking them and, and in turn, they was keeping them for themselves. You know what I mean? So their real estate portfolio would be up. So I know that they play like that. I know that's one way that they do it. So basically playing good cop, bad cop. We're going to send our people. Right, yeah, they'll just send city codes. Yeah, they'll send city codes down there and, and, and make up something. Oh, well, listen, you know that, you know, city codes just made up a new thing. You know, your electrical line and this, that, and the third. So, you know, a lot of times people don't have the money to, to fix that thing, the things that city codes are saying that you need fixed. So basically they would pretty much just send whatever most of the um, yeah. codings that would condemn your house. And because these are older, mm -hmm. maybe a frame maybe was born. I mean, not um built back in the day, then it probably do have mm -hmm. some stuff that could condemn your house, but yeah, some you know. stuff. yeah, but they make, but they make, they make new codes. It seems like every day. So, you know, it, it's like, you know, something, you know, it's not like that. They do a big spreadsheet and let people know, or they send it in the mail like, hey, city code just updated this so that property owners know it's just something that they do. And and you don't even know. Yeah, that is really crazy. Um, One of the questions that I do want to ask you is how is one of the ways that you go about protecting your investment while mm -hmm. flipping houses? Uh, Well, like I said, um, now uh, it's just it's just making sure that my properties are up the code that I'm doing everything by law so that, um, cause I know that's the only way that they can take my property is by law. So I'm just making sure that I pay my taxes. Um, I'm making sure that everything with the property is, is up to city code. What type of grants or loans? First of all, go over grants. The, I heard mm -hmm. that a grant is something that you don't pay back and a loan is something that you have to pay mm -hmm. back. What are some of the okay. grants that you can get as a starter flipper? Well, as I know about, like the the, the grants that I know about are, um, they're more like for nonprofits. I know nonprofits get grants the easiest as far as when it comes to property. Um, you got to be actually like doing something in the community. So uh, that's what we're looking at because we're looking to um, fix up the neighborhood and do like affordable housing. But you got to have uh something going on like they gotta you know you can do a recovery houses you know you gotta come with a plan when you got when you gotta you know pitch you gotta make your pitch to uh to the grant people um to get grants so i know that uh you gotta be doing something though in the community it can't just be like hey you know i want to get in real estate and you give me a grant no you gotta um be actually doing something and as far as loans go uh it's depending on what you want to do because you got the FHA to whereas, you know, you know, you can go and, and get a loan for a house, you know, that you want to live in. And then, uh, you got the loans to, uh, you got to fix it. You're fixing flips. And also, uh, what people can look into is hard money loans. Uh, it's a little bit more dangerous. The interest rates are higher. Uh, you got to pay them back faster, but, uh, hard money loans are for people that are definitely trying to do flips it's hard money loan people everywhere. Um, what they do is like the interest rate be like from like eight to 12%. But what they do is they give you the money. Um, you go over, you, you find a property, you go over how much, uh, it's going to cost you to, uh, acquire the property and what are the, uh, the, uh, fixed costs and, and things like that. And they'll loan it to you. And you got to pay it back uh, a lot faster than the FHA loan, which FHA loans are like 15 and 30 year mortgages, stuff like that. What should the um, interest rate be at? Because you said eight to 12 percent. And that's high. Oh, that well, a it high shouldn't rate? be eight to 12 percent. That's that's desperation. 
what is it's actually not always desperation because people use their hard money. If, if, if it's it's people that win from hard money, and then it's people that fall victim. So it's just depending on. I wouldn't say get hard money if you're just starting out, but if you're in a game and you know the real estate market and what you want to do, I would say go ahead get some hard money, and and it's going to work for you. And but the the typical rates are around like three point five right now. It's in the threes, and four percent being the highest. So uh, if you're going to get like a FHA, it's, it's around there. Yeah, that is high. Now that you say that the the interest rate is typically at three to four, yeah, eight it's, is it's, crazy. Listen, eight <laughs> percent is crazy. But you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta you want you gotta do. You know, like it's it's in a moment. It's like yo, like if you can if you can come walk away with sixty thousand from eight percent, you know. But you just gotta have a plan. And I and I would uh, advise people to get a mentor if you gonna go into that that lane. Don't just jump into that lane. Get a mentor. Well, they got you. <laughs> they, listen, they can get they can get me. They can get me. I don't mind giving out no game. I don't mind giving out no game. Isn't it crazy that um people want to pay like they want you to pay for knowledge? It's like the black community is doing so bad right now with just knowledge. Like we're just now figuring out how to how to work, make our money work for us. And then it's always some asshole that want to be like, here's my class. And I seen your video about like how you basically um, downgraded your charges for um, the program that you're in because you was like, hey, it's a pandemic Mm -hmm. and I only want to do this for $50. You know, I'm giving you lots of game for $50. And it's a lot of people that would charge for that, that knowledge that you got to flip in houses. Yeah. And listen, it's crazy because I got a lot of flack from that from uh, like, People in my support system or people that I deal with, they was like, yo, you know, this is too low. You giving out all that for free. Like, you know what I mean? But I was just like, you know, it ain't really about that. It's more like something that I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't really like pressed about the money part of it. It's just like, you know, I I, I just want people to, you know, you got to apply yourself. If you're willing to pay $25 to get a million dollars worth of game, you know, that do that do that but i mean when you start saying 250 and a thousand dollars for this is you know it, it, it's a little crazy especially because we're already so skeptic of ourselves will if, if i guarantee you if no, it was a white are, person right. that said hey 250 for this class to tell you how to flip, flip a house i guarantee They'll you it. it will yeah. be buku people, people yeah talking yeah, about oh i'm gonna go get yeah. this class for yeah. Um, tired or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then a black person says, and, mm-hmm. and not only say it, but um, lower the price of it, even with all the same information, then it's like, mm, I don't know about that. You know, why do you think that people are so right. skeptic of getting into the field of flipping houses? Uh, Because you don't, and I was just talking to my homie about that yesterday. It's because you don't, uh, it's not definite. It's not a definite situation. Like people will rather buy drugs than flip drugs because you kind of can like count your money from from the rip. But when it when it comes to flipping houses, you gotta think it's it's a lot that comes with it. So like putting in footwork first and foremost. Now, especially nowadays, like, you know, it's like, what? I gotta go find contractors. What? I ain't gonna make my money back for five years, or what? I ain't gonna make my money back for two years, or what? I what is it? like if you would tell somebody, listen, I guarantee you, if you give me fifteen thousand dollars, it'll turn into thirty in sixty days. They'll do it. But if you tell somebody a lot of information that they got to process, it's just it's just harder for them to digest that than you know seeing that money go and they knowing like so many other things that they can do with that money, like buy furniture, buy a car. You know what I mean? It's just hard seeing that money go when you don't got a lot of it. Yeah, I feel that because I hate parting with my money. Every time I got to pay somebody yes. or a bill, I'm fucked up about oh, it. It's bad. And so now you're sitting up yeah, there saying bad. that I'm not going to see my you. money for two years, five years. Yeah. But I think that that yeah. stands with the fact that we don't understand how money really works. Because back in the mm-hmm. day, you could save. 
you know, your your mom or your dad, your mom worked as a cafeteria lady and your dad worked at the mm-hmm. warehouse up the street and they retired and mm-hmm. they, that was it. You know, they sent you to school mm-hmm. and that was it. But now times have changed so much right. to the fact that um, the the currency of money, a dollar has changed. A dollar is not a dollar anymore. You you like right. you see it because when you go to the store, if you went to the store in 1999, you and then versus right now, you'll see that basket a little mm-hmm. bit low. I just spent a hundred dollars the other mm-hmm. day at the grocery store, and I was like, "This it." Right. So then you take yeah. that and you're like, like you said, you don't have a lot of it. So then you question yeah. everything because we have this savage mentality and not black people, just everybody have this savage mentality of holding on to money because we don't know when we're going to get it again. We get one paycheck a week and then we turn around and Mm -hmm. our homeboy talking about flipping houses and putting 500 in together to get this house that we go to and it's already raggedy. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. like, you know, you got some people on your team that's going to be lazy and like, oh, you know, I don't have time to go there and, you know, sweep the floors up or mm-hmm. paint or whatever. And it just goes a mm-hmm. lot. It's a lot about financial illiteracy. We don't understand how money work. We're kind of lazy. We don't want to do anything that we're not going to mm-hmm. get instant gratification from. So if I'm not going to see this right. tomorrow, right. I don't want to I don't want to do it. Why would I go flip a house yeah. legally when I can go and sell drugs mm-hmm. and I have I sold you ten dollars a crack. I yeah. got ten dollars in my pocket. I got ten dollars in my pocket. I know that this is like clockwork every day. I'm I'm seeing a profit. You're right, and and that's the thing that uh the narrative that you know I I I, I definitely can't wait till it changes. You know what I mean? Because I was of that mindset for so long that it's just like you know now that I'm free of that, it's just I see the world totally different and. You know, it, it's just hard seeing so many people that still stuck in that mindset. Yeah. Why do you think that celebrities don't buy the block? We see it all the time. They get their money and they leave. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I would say that they're not they're not even um financially literate most celebrities aren't even financially literate like you gotta think most of them guys is going broke within their their you know five years of them not being celebrities anymore you know the checks ain't coming no more once they're not celebrities you know post celebrity uh you know like sports players and stuff like that they're not even hit you know they'll they'll buy they'll buy uh they'll buy two hundred thousand dollar chain and, and and that could have been you know 20 properties but i i think it's just strictly because they're not really financially literate if they knew better they would do better like if they knew that real estate was what it was they would do it but they're starting to know now i, I see more more celebrities um investing in real estate yeah rick ross is one of them um rick ross is him yeah. I, I i watch his instagram every day yeah rick ross um j cole he bought back his old house that he lived in and now he mm-hmm. um he um lets women like single women live there for free for up to a year okay. um slim mm-hmm. thug down here in houston texas he bought his he bought a complete block and he um only rents to low-income families and they're nice ass houses um yeah that's heavy yeah that's that's nice that's what we should be doing and that's kind of where yeah. it takes me back to like we mm-hmm. trying to charge for information when you just learned the mm-hmm. information, the more people that mm-hmm. understand how money works and how flipping houses or how real estate works or, you know, just how to do any of anything that um deals with money, the more of us win. We're not right. honestly in a position to you. be I agree charging you. for information. Right. I agree with you. So. And, and that's. Yeah, I agree with you. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. 100%. Yeah, I, I was just saying, and, I, and and information is the is the biggest key to, to why uh, we we don't do what we need to do is because we don't have the information to make those moves. Yeah. Um. What type of exemptions do you necessarily get from maybe flipping a house or buying a house that is foreclosed? What are some of the exemptions that you should look for? You talk about tax wise. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not gonna see our money back in two years, at least let's like 
Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what we are going to see if we do decide to put ourselves off in this position where we're not going to see our money back for two years. All right. So um, basically, when you when you buy those properties, and it, but that that's like it, it's the difference is if you made that flip though. So if you bought the property, you know you 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 get that tax exemption. But then you know the cash when you if you get the cash, that's when um, becomes the problem. So um, as far as buying them, uh, you can get tax exemptions for buying the properties but as far as like when you if you're cashing out because a lot of times when when you flip a property it's for greater than or at least double of what you pay for it so um you 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 definitely got to claim that income um legally so it's not it's not many tax exemptions it's way it's loopholes but um it's, it's it's more when you get in the upper echelon that you start knowing those 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 loopholes that uh avoid the taxes that's the way that donald trump didn't pay taxes jay-z don't pay taxes and stuff like that i ain't there yet but i know that when you buy the properties you 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 don't get taxed but um when, if you sell them uh you know your income you got to claim that income oh that sucks that you buying them, which would essentially give you a lump sum of what you invested into versus mm-hmm. renting it. And that's residual it, money. It, it, right. But you will funnel it. If if, if you do a, like a, a loan to do the flip, um, that kind of helps you out because you're, you're basically just paying the loan back. Uh, uh, but you definitely, it, it definitely does suck in that, in that aspect, but it, it is loopholes to whereas, you you can figure it out. You you can figure it out with with the IRS. How are you getting your kids? You you have kids? Excuse me. I'm sorry. I I don't even know if you got yeah, kids. Or not. I have a daughter. Okay, so you got a daughter. Yeah, That's I have a daughter. great. Girls are super detailed. She's gonna take your business great places when you die because girls are super detailed. Mm-hmm. But how are you getting your daughter ready to understand the flipping business? I'm pretty sure you want her to have some knowledge in flipping houses herself. All right, so she's super young right now. She she she's six months. So, but listen, um, my plan for her is, um, I wouldn't just throw flipping houses on her, but I will make sure she has property. You know, she's a, she's a homeowner. I'm definitely gonna put her on a deed. Um, so by the time she's old enough, eighteen, I, I think she'll have a few properties by that time. So, uh, as far as flipping. You know, it's up to her what she does with the property once I give it to her. You know what I mean? Like it, it's hers. You know, she 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 got tenants in them already. So if she wants to flip the property and get the money, go ahead, daughter. You can do what you got to do. But these are your properties. You do what you want with them. You know, I'm definitely going hipper to the entrepreneurial side of things, and you know, tell her, you know, you know, let her let her know that you know she don't have to go to school to. uh make money i definitely want to show her uh better ways to to make money i want to show her money management entrepreneurial but if she wanted to go to school definitely um she can go to school but i definitely want her to have a major that makes sense if she's going to go that route but uh as far as um flipping properties i wouldn't tell her to do that i just give her i make sure that she has at least a few properties on, on hand that you know she has ownership to uh, I don't believe in going to school for certain things. I don't either. I don't either. I don't want to be that dad that would be like, you can't go to school. So I, I, I would definitely tell her, I don't think you should. But hey, if you want to, you know, you, you want to be a dentist or a doctor. Because those are the only things that really make sense, you know, to, to going to school about. Yeah, most Jewish people don't even really go to school unless they are in the medical field because they have right. people around that teach them the game early so they don't have to go to school I, I, for it. I would say get skills, get a skill, get a trade. Something exactly. that you don't got to go for the eight years to to be in your career for. You know, you could do an 18-month program or a year program, nine months, and, and get a skill. And you could take a skill farther than a degree is going to take you. 
Yeah, I'm a, I, I've welded and I'm a truck driver as of now. I already figured out that school is a scam, mainly because they're selling mm-hmm. you a dream that you're not yeah. potentially um, going to get when you get out. You know? They said Biden didn't waive them school loans yet either. Ugh. Yeah. Shout, <laughs> shout out to them people still paying damn loans. I knew quick. <laughs> I knew yeah. quick this isn't going to work out. And for the first yeah. year of college, I I um paid out of pocket everything for books, classes, okay. everything, full-time student. And that might have been smart. That might have been smart. You don't owe nothing. It really was. And that's the particular reason why it was smart, because I don't owe anything mm-hmm. because I paid out of pocket. I didn't do any financial loans or any FASCA or anything like that, whatever that stuff is called. I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. And it was because I had an independent mindset in the beginning. It's not necessarily because I understood that I didn't want to pay back anything. I just was already really mm-hmm. independent and just pay for everything out of pocket, not even understanding that I could have got financial aid. I didn't understand, I didn't understand financial aid and didn't know, but we, we push our kids into college and not even knowing that they might not even get the job that they're going for when they get out. Definitely. Definitely. Cause they're giving it to the best uh, equipped and, and you know, well, whatever they say is the best anyway. Exactly what they say. It's, so, it's usually some, yeah. you got to know somebody that knows somebody. That's why everybody get into these sororities and these frats because those are a brotherhood that when they go off into the world, then they make a pat for their other brothers. So they say. Yeah. So they say. So they say. I, I mean, I, I, I got friends that I've seen go to college and, you know, I don't really know the ins and outs of their lifestyles, really. But, you know, we're old friends when I was a kid growing up. And I don't, I don't see like anything majorly changing their lifestyle from being in those sororities. You know what I mean? They only can do what they can do. So if you ain't in a sorority at Yale or Howard or or Harvard, you know what I mean? Like one of the top schools, then I don't really know if if, if that sorority is going to work out because um, the lower level schools maybe your, your people ain't really in a position. Exactly. So to put you in position anyway or you might got to move like you know you might not want to move out of your city you might be like yo what, what can you get me down here and i just don't me personally i don't want my kid working for nobody you know what i mean i did i, I want to do the working now so that she don't got to do that later on you give me dame dash vibes you you're familiar with dame dash okay yeah am i <laughs> yeah, you give me Dame Dash vibes. He's um one of my yeah. idols, pretty much. He doesn't believe in sending mm-hmm. your kids off to school for somebody to teach them and give them a piece of paper and say, "Here, you're smart. Here, go do whatever." Because those jobs right. are not guaranteed. Yeah, I like that. I like that. They're not. And you know what's crazy? I was working for a warehouse, right? And um, what happened at the company was it started getting more corporate. I guess it was like a smaller warehouse and they started getting bigger and bigger. They went to a different location and they started bringing in the college people because they had supervisors and managers at the time. And when it first started, that was like from the hood, we, you know, with felonies and stuff like that. But then it started being, oh, well, to be a supervisor, you got to have a degree. You know what I mean? You got to be this, that, and the third. But those supervisors wasn't even better than the ones that was from the hood. So it's like, I, you know, like just and to get a degree just to work at a, a warehouse, it's like doesn't make sense to me. That's crazy. And that's what happens to most people. They they get the, they get the degrees, but they'll be working at regular jobs with people that don't have. Them. Bruh, my friend, she went to fucking college, Den University, or um Den State or something mm-hmm. like that, and she got a degree in law, and she works at FedEx. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel so bad for her. And I feel so bad for her that she wasted that time. She could have been perfecting her craft. You know what I mean? Like, even if she was going to go in on law, I feel like if you're going to go in on a degree, it got to be to be the boss. Because, you know, it ain't to be nobody's lawyer. I mean, you can start out as a lawyer, but as you trying to get your own firm, you know, I, I like I like, I like, like thinking outside the box. So, you know, like if, if, if somebody told me that, oh, okay, I want to do... I want to I want to be a dentist. Okay, cool. That's cool that you can be a dentist, but do you want to have your own dentist office as well? That's you know it's it's no limitation to where we can be. And if we if we think outside the box, 
then we'll start making those moves. Even if it, it sounds crazy from now, but you'll start accomplishing those goals little by little and you'll get to where you want to be. That's what school college in particularly was designed for. Mm-hmm. It was designed for you to be the boss, but people started to get these degrees and started to get comfortable. And because jobs mm-hmm. noticed that, okay, um, you're making what, $75,000 a year and you ain't left in five years because if you're really serious about going to go get your degree and then going out to go get your own firm or your own business, you're not going to stay at a fucking job for six, seven years. Right. You're going to be out of that thing I in three. I've, I've, got, I've gathered yeah. all the knowledge that I'm going to gather and now I'm going to go hire my own mm. people. So they started to figure right. out that people got comfortable. So then they started what? Mm-hmm. Hey, I need um a degree for this position in this warehouse. And not only do I need a degree, but you got to have some experience before you come. Well, if I've been in school, exactly. how would I trying to get the degree that I needed? I'm not going to have any experience. fucking experience. So then you got to waste another year or two of your life just to get the experience that they're saying that you need. Yeah, it's all just a big cycle to create it's, debt it's, in your life. It's a game. And to create debt, right. Because you'll be you'll be working. And let's say you you got a nice salary at 75000 which some people would say is, is a good salary. Yeah, that's pretty but, good. Um, it's pretty good, right? But you know, once you get seventy five thousand, you do what? You like? Okay, all right. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna buy a house. Oh, I'm gonna like you can get approved for like three hundred, three four hundred thousand on that. Yeah. You gonna get that? Then you gonna get the car you want. It's gonna be worth like forty thousand. So that's when people start making those mistakes when they get those good jobs like that. Um, I feel like those jobs is just stepping stones for you to, um get in position i would say let that job put you in position don't 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 use that job don't use that job to uh you know fund your lifestyle just you know use it to save money um but i know people that did i know a guy that did 10 years in jail and he came home and started a cleaning company and made six figures on his cleaning company so it's like you making seventy five thousand. You went to school. He didn't. He did a cleaning company, and he made more money than you. Yeah. Um. I do want to ask a little bit about your your business that you do now. Is that something that you still do? The okay. um guider cleaner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So are, are you still doing that? And you're flipping houses. Why did you mm-hmm. at that point when you was over there cleaning carpets and or uh, cleaning floors? And it's not like you're a janitor or nothing, because I don't want people to misconstrue mm-hmm. that you're a janitor. You actually like have mm-hmm. shout outs from like celebrities I've seen on your page, you know, mm-hmm. and how did you what was the day that you decided that, OK, I don't want to just clean floors. I want to do something else. Uh, Because um, I've been already like people already like, it, you know, it was a guy that Ben already was kind of like putting real estate into my head. He was just like trying to drill it into my head. So I had it on my list of things. Like when I sat down and and I just looked at like, you know, because let's be honest, if you ain't rapping in sports, um, it ain't too many other ways that you can, you know, get rich if you really want to be honest. So um, I'm not an entertainer, I don't play sports. So it's like, all right, cool. Um, I was just, you know, I, I had some time to sit and think about which routes I wanted to take. And like I told you, some it was a guy who was just already drilling real estate into me. And he was just like telling me like, yo, listen, real estate is it. And I kind of respected his opinion. So I'm like, all right, cool. I put that on my list. I put the cleaning company because I knew that was a little bit more attainable at the time. It's like, it was like quicker to, you know, just start a cleaning company than to buy a house. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the cleaning company first. And then I'll get into the real estate when I get the cash to do it. Okay, so a lot a lot of the times, and it's been a couple of back and forth often, especially like the podcast community, about ownership okay. and partnership. Um okay. what, what is the importance of um partnership versus ownership? Because I heard you on one of your videos on social media say partnership is important, but why would I want to partner with somebody when I can own it solely? Well, um I just feel as though great partnerships trump ownership. 
And bad partnerships, you will be thinking like, maybe I should have just did this by myself. But um, good partnerships, it's, it, 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 it works out better because you can kind of like um, break down the task. Uh, you got more brains and minds working. And, you know, unity is, is, is better than um, isolation. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if, if more people work together, we have a better economy. We have better neighborhoods. Like, if, 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 if people could get together and actually, like, you know, work together. So um, I, I would say uh, partnerships um, are better only if you got a good team of like-minded individuals. If you don't have that, then I would say, yeah, it's better to just do ownership by yourself and, and, and you'll still see what you need to see. But um, I've seen both worlds. I would say um, partnerships have their downs, you know, because then you got to respect other people's opinions about situations and you gotta like you know kind of be more humble but um you know i've seen in my business by myself i seen more struggles uh you know like financially i had to foot all the bills so i would say like you know just i I, if i if i if i had a um a take on it i would say partnerships are definitely better um you got more more brains working you got more ideas and um you can do bigger things what was some of the um characteristics other than like-mindedness that you have for mm-hmm. the team that you wanted to partner with? Uh, basically, like, you know, just people being innovative, uh, coming up with new stuff, you know, like stuff that I maybe I ain't think about. Um, uh, honesty, uh, you know, just trust, being able to trust people, like people like, you know, like just, you know, like, you know, like you got people that's just, you know, like you just can't trust them, you know, because, you know, we're dealing with money now. So it's like, you know, I, I was looking for people that I could trust as far as like money wise. Uh, um, I would say. Uh, yeah, that was basically it. I was just looking for innovation and, and people I can trust, people that can come up with different ideas that I don't have. Well, you're definitely a man for your people. You're definitely a man of your city. And it seems like you're doing really good things over there in PA. I'm pretty sure they're very happy for you to be from their city and doing the things that you're doing, especially because you're doing it for black people. But I do have a new segment of my show called The Five Rapid Questions, where I ask you an mm-hmm. either or question and you okay. um, and you pick one no explanation mm-hmm. you want to participate yes ma'am boom here we go um would you buy a would you buy back beyonce's block or drake's block <laughs> hold on do i say either or or do i say uh i just gotta pick one yep you gotta just pick one beyonce or oh drake. and no explanation no explanation and no explanation mm-mm Beyonce for sure. <laughs> Flip a house in no the question. US or another country? Another country. Okay, clean up the the floors for a celebrity party or a stripper lounge? Stripper lounge. Flip homes for a home to um create a homeless shelter or a single woman? Single women. Flip a house for rent or to own? Rent. Boom. There we go. And that is your five rapid questions. Um, Please shout out your social media where everybody can um, reach you at and any information that you want to give the people to get in contact with you. Okay. So my social media is my name, Kevin uh, Guider. You spell Guider G. U-I-D-E-R. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Buy the Block Back LLC on Facebook and Instagram. Guider LLC. Guider LLC Cleaning on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, You know, I definitely got to shout my team out. Uh, Lene and Cresilio. Um, I want to shout out uh, my team on Cleaning. Uh, you know, we killing it right now. 
in the pandemic. Uh, want to shout out Harrisburg, PA. Uh, we down, we on, we on the podcast down Dallas. So you know what I mean. We gonna big him up. We gonna we gonna try to run run it. We, I want I want him to run it up, and and, and that's that. For sure, man. Thank you for what you're doing for the community. Not only where you're at, but where we're at. Because essentially, it's gonna flow over to every city, especially where you're at. Um, thank you for joining an hour with Crowder, and we're out. <laughs>